Before we begin, if you prefer to start with the meditation, please skip ahead to 7 minutes and 35 seconds. Otherwise, please join me in the explanation of Sitting in Grief. Welcome to the Nest and Nurture podcast. I'm your host and psychotherapist, Nisha Cash. Now let's get this therapy session started. Thank you and welcome back. Today's episode comes at a very sensitive time. It is Miscarriage and Infant Loss Awareness Month, and I've been thinking a lot about how I want to show up in this space. Now I show up every time I work, essentially, because I have a long day of clients and we're hit with various moments of grief and loss throughout our sessions. And I know many people in my life that are also navigating grief and loss, and I personally work through some of those things regularly as well. So I wanted to show up in this space with intention, but I wanted it to be meaningful as well and utilize this platform to be informative and share while also supporting. Now, as with all of these episodes, if you're navigating grief and loss and you feel that you need some extra support, some individual support, I highly encourage you to reach out to a therapist to discuss your journey. It's very important to receive some tools, but also just a space to sit in the grief. And that's what brings us to this episode today. I want to start off by saying that I've been working on this podcast episode for quite some time. I've kind of started to navigate it and then I would leave and then I'd come back and I'd say, okay, it's not quite there yet. Not necessarily this episode, but grief and loss in general and how to really contain that into one episode. And I realized that that's not possible and there's only so much space to to be able to listen to grief and loss related content and we might need to have, you know, moments to digest and come back. So I'm probably working on what I would say is like a four to five part series at this point, but I just didn't feel it was quite ready. And obviously this is a me thing that I was feeling this pressure of, you know, providing something for this month and, and showing up in this space with good intentions, but I didn't want to just pump out content for the sake of doing so. So I sat back and I thought, okay, how can I share in this support and be a part of this month and bring awareness if I don't want to, you know, just record a podcast because I have some content written down and I just not quite feeling like it's perfect enough to share. I really like to make sure my information is concise, well-informed and, you know, will meet many different needs, especially with this very sensitive topic. So I'm going to continue to work on that. And instead, I just wanted to show up in this space with intention And I want this episode to be for those who need to sit in grief, who maybe don't have the capacity to do so outside of this episode, or don't have the capacity to do so within themselves or with their support group. And there's many different reasons why you might not have the space to sit in grief. Perhaps you are very busy, you have a job that requires your attention, an unwavering attention, 
And we know with careers, they can be both a distraction, they can be a coping strategy, or they could be a financial need. And it's really important to start dissecting, you know, is this is this a distraction or is it something I absolutely have to do because I have the financial need to do so or I have certain expectations of myself and do that bigger deep dive into why. And that is for the big podcast episode. But this today is just providing that space to say, okay, why don't we sit in this grief for a moment? And this can feel really scary. This can feel overwhelming and you might be flooded. And it's important to notice that and be able to sit in this space in a time that this works for you. I always let my clients know that we try to buffer our sessions with self-care. So we sandwich in maybe a massage, then you do your session and then you go and you have your favorite cupcake at your favorite cafe and you're able to process. Rather than you do this kind of session, you go back to work and you have to focus. So if you're going to sit in this grief, in this space in today's episode, I really encourage you to buffer this with something else afterwards, whether it be a conversation with your best friend, a support person that's very supportive and safe or buffering it with something really good for yourself a good shower cry maybe whatever works so with that being said what is sitting in grief well I've decided to kind of turn this into a meditation a visualization for you and there's a reason why people kind of avoid this because we can find that you know, once we open the floodgates, it does flood. And that's a good indication that maybe you haven't allowed enough space to come and to really start navigating the feelings associated with this loss. And loss is really complex because it doesn't just refer to a child or baby, a friend, a family member. It can refer to anything, a lifestyle, a career, the pandemic, lost time, loss of time doing the things that you love or a maternity leave that you didn't get because of the pandemic. Like all of these different things are loss. So I encourage you to utilize this kind of sitting in the grief or loss moment anytime you need it, not just this month or regarding this context. Why is it important to sit in the grief? Sometimes when we don't allow the space it gets missed and we have delayed grief. It can start seeping out in other areas of our lives, like at work or if we see something that triggers us and we feel all the feels and it floods. So we want to allow the space and time to do so. I really encourage support people to be a part of this in sitting in the grief, but we have to pick people that we can feel safe with who won't utilize toxic positivity, well-intentioned or not, to try to make you feel better and to actually acknowledge how much this sucks. If you're in this space, there's probably some aspect of your grief that really sucks and it's really, really hard. And we need that validation. So in this space, allow the suck, allow the heaviness, allow the feeling allow all of the feelings, all of the emotions, anger, sadness, envy, jealousy, rage, frustration, disappointment, happiness, all of the feelings. And afterwards, do something for yourself or talk to your people. 
whatever feels good for you. Here's the space. So let's sit in it. I want you to find a comfortable spot. Maybe it's in bed. Maybe it's in a comfy chair. Maybe you have a nice warm cup of tea. Maybe you have some candles on, some music. Whatever feels safe. Got your cozies on. Got a nice warm blanket. There's comfort and grief. We need to find things around us or sceneries or scents to bring us into a space of comfort and safety. And now I want you to take a moment and take some deep breaths and decide if you can close your eyes and really tune in without judgment. Tune into yourself. And I'm going to take you on a small journey into sitting in grief. I'm going to use some visualizations to allow you to conceptualize grief and what it might mean for you. And anytime you feel that you need to sit in the grief, sometimes these meditations can feel so vague and abstract that we don't really know how to process. So this is kind of a nice tool to also use. It doesn't have to be done in a meditation. It can be done just in your journal or in the car ride or in the shower where you think about two things. We visualize and validate the grief that we are feeling and we try to navigate our coping strategies. And in some capacity, this isn't like the most relaxing meditation, but it's sitting in with purpose. I encourage you to sit in without purpose. I encourage you to sit in and allow it to flood and feel and have, you know, all the things surrounding you that you love afterwards. But for the purpose of this episode, I'm going to have you sit in the space with intention and purpose. So as you close your eyes, I want you to envision yourself as you before the grief or loss. And I want to acknowledge that there are many moments in life that we experience this, but I want you to pick the time, the grief and loss that is most present for you. Here and now, in this moment, something you're processing something you're experiencing at this time. And I want you to acknowledge the feeling prior to that loss, who that person was. What did they look like? What are some things that they loved? And in doing so, I want you to start making a little bit of a list of who this person was, the people they loved, the places they loved, and the things that they loved. 
before. Now change is very common with transition. They almost go hand in hand. But we don't always notice until sometimes it becomes triggering and maybe a theme or a pattern arises and we say, oh, I've been noticing that that's impacted me lately. Why? But when we're stuck in grief, we have way less capacity to get there. We aren't always able to notice the themes because we're just trying to survive the day. So this is the space to do that. So I want you to envision the person you were before now gets a backpack. Now this backpack is not something you wanted. You don't even particularly like the color. It might have a funny smell. Maybe it's dirty. It's not a backpack you want to carry. You'd love to avoid seeing the backpack. And you wish it didn't exist. But somebody handed it to you. And they said, you have to carry this. And it's heavy. What does that backpack look like? How heavy is it? How does it feel to carry it? What's in it? Envision the backpack and put it on your back and see how it feels. Take a moment. This is the moment of grief and loss. Somebody's handed you this backpack that you don't want. It represents the grief and the loss that you are now carrying. And that backpack is with you forever. The thing is, though, over time, that backpack can feel lighter. It's really heavy when you got it. Or maybe it was a little bit lighter, and then as time went on, it got heavy. You decide. But it's there. And the immediate response is, get this backpack off my back. Let me put it down. I don't like it. I don't want it. Get rid of it. And maybe there's moments. Maybe there's long, long, long moments where you get to take that backpack off again. But it stays on the floor beside you. Just in case you need to pick it up at some other point and carry it for a little while. But it might feel a lot lighter. Now, since you don't want this backpack, and you've essentially been forced to carry it, you probably are thinking, how can I get rid of it? Or at least, 
how can I make it lighter? And how soon can that happen? And that's a fair question. But the important piece here is to not be judgmental of that amount of time. And to shift your expectations of yourself in saying, am I allowing the space to feel and process or am I rushing myself through? Am I rushing myself to ditch this backpack? Am I distracting myself so that I can try to pretend the backpack is not on my back, but yet I still feel the heaviness? Am I trying to avoid addressing this But it's really hard to ignore because it's consistently weighing on me and perhaps showing up in other areas of my life. Noticing. And now, I want you to check in and say, okay, if I can't completely get rid of this thing, how do I lessen the load? And this is where we visit ourselves again. We often forget that loss is a transition. Once we experience it, we are forever changed. When we're experiencing pregnancy and infant loss, we are forever changed. That is forever part of our tapestry. And it doesn't simply go away. We can move through and process but there will always be that mark on our timeline. And sometimes this simple visualization of that person you were before and after is important to acknowledge and validate why you may be experiencing the things you are now for you to see the growth in how much you've changed for the better, for the worse, and the areas that you still want to work through. So looking at the present day, thinking about you, who you are today. And we say, who are the people? Who are the people in my life that can take Maybe at least one item out of this backpack. And you can visualize what those items are. Maybe a rock. A feather. Sometimes it's as small as a crumb. But even that little tiny bit can feel better. Can take a small amount of that heaviness out. Who are my people? Who are my safe people? Who are the people who can say the wrong things and I can be honest and say, that was unhelpful. But thank you for trying to make me feel better. But no, simply telling me to take off the backpack is not going to remove it. It's stuck there. So who are those people? And where are the places? Where are your safe places now in your new normal carrying this backpack that you can go, that feel safe, that can maybe lessen the load for even just a few days? Maybe there's a safe place. Maybe you 
go to visit your best friend, stay over at her house for a night or two, go on a camping trip, and you pack light, or somebody helps you eat some of the items in your bag so it feels lighter, even if it's just for a couple days, so that you can continue on. And maybe some places or people or things don't necessarily lessen the load from the backpack. But maybe they hydrate you. Maybe they hand you a bottle of water in that moment. Maybe they give you a piece of bread. So we still feel the heaviness of the backpack. But we have the resources to continue on continue on this track with pretty much no destination in sight. And what are the things? What are the things you could actually remove from your backpack? What are the things that might need to be implemented in your story in order to feel lighter? This is a transitional time and it's so important that we do this work as we change and time does help in general lessen that load but it doesn't take the backpack off and it doesn't erase the fact that you're carrying it or that it's close by. In the context of losing a person, baby, an embryo, anything, we can't replace one with the other. Simply shifting and changing in that regard does not necessarily take the backpack off. There's no replacement. But it might let you put it down sometimes. And you also have to be open to that and give yourself grace that you deserve to put that backpack down sometimes. You deserve to have moments where the heaviness is not all-consuming. You deserve to have moments where you feel happy that that backpack is off for a couple minutes to a couple hours to a couple days and a couple weeks and a couple years but it's beside you and you might still have one hand like holding it up a little bit but you deserve the time and it will come allowing this space to sit in the grief and process and move and feel That's what allows this heaviness to feel lighter eventually. And knowing that, you know, some days it feels really heavy. We might see something or hear something. Or there may be a milestone moment that we remember or reminds us of something. And that backpack like immediately becomes heavy again. And that can feel so disheartening. You were literally walking around without breaking a sweat and now you are drenched. You're almost 
falling to the ground because you can't quite carry it anymore. And I say, who's your people? Where are your places? What are the things? What can you do in that moment? Maybe you just have to sit on the ground. Maybe you just have to sit with that backpack on your back and call it a day for that day. You know, find a safe place for shelter and hunker down for the night because you can't continue on and that's okay. It's okay if you're safe and you just need to feel and maybe you have your support people around you or just one good solid person but you're in your safe place with all your things and one person aware that you are in the trenches at this very moment unable to pick up the bag and maybe they'll try they'll try but it might be best to even just say can you just sit here with me and keep me company I just need somebody to just be with me right now not even trying to pull me out not trying to fix it because I just need to feel And that's our safe person. No silver linings, no toxic positivity, no at least just sit and allow the backpack heaviness. Maybe give you a couple treats and just sit. Maybe they'll even take turns holding it for you. Or maybe they'll hold the bottom. So it's still on your back, but there's a little relief there. And that's okay. It's okay to need somebody to do that sometimes. And that's why it's important to have these conversations with yourself about who those people are. That is empathy. That is sitting in grief. And they may not always understand it which can feel very lonely. They still sit with you. And if you don't have that person or people, that's okay. It sucks. But you've been carrying this backpack and you know it's there and you've been processing and moving through And tomorrow is a new day. And it might still be as heavy. But that acknowledgement of the heaviness and the validation for it, there's a reason why you're carrying it. Validating those feelings. Saying, I'm not okay today. And this thing is damn heavy. So do I need to take another day for myself to just sit here, rest? Or can I get up one foot on the ground? Maybe you're in a lunge for a whole day. Slowly getting yourself out of that place and walking again with that backpack on. And going forward, I want you to think about all of the things that you can to lessen the load 
And some days you won't be able to find anything and other days you'll be able to find a lot. We can also think about optimism and hope. What do you hope will happen that you feel could lessen the load? We don't want to forecast, but we want to have some optimism seeping through because that might get us to the next day. Maybe we can see the water stand on horizons and we're like, okay, how do I get to that water table? How do I get to the hand reaching out with a water? Maybe it is optimism that things are going to change. Maybe it is allowing the love in, the love you felt for the loss, whatever that was. Allowing that to drive you forward. Maybe not necessarily lessening the load, but allowing the space to keep going. So whenever you feel perhaps you haven't acknowledged the backpack, perhaps it's been weighing on you for a long time, I want you to try to do this exercise to sit in the space with this visualization. And maybe it's pausing my voice and allowing the backpack to feel heavy. Thinking about how that feels. And just sitting there for as long as you need to, acknowledging and validating that that backpack exists. And there's a reason why it's there. And then knowing that we continue to move forward. How? How can we? And who can support us in doing so? And where's the hope and optimism if we can find any just noting it for ourselves? Sometimes the simple acknowledgement that we're carrying a lot can be very validating. And just giving ourselves the space to say that can feel a lot better. So in this month, where we pay particular attention to this and bring awareness, I want to just say, take care of yourself. There's no space for judgment and grief. Validate the feelings. Give yourself the grace for having them. Give yourself some credit because you've been carrying it and it's heavy. And make sure you take some breaks. And allow the people in that feel safe to help you carry the load from time to time or take some away. And I know that backpack sucks ugly color and it's stinky and sometimes it makes you feel like a mess angry, sad frustrated, resentful but it might look different one day you might grow and appreciate the backpack at times or you might resent it forever and that's okay Taking a moment now before we close to remember the person you were before you got that backpack. 
before you experience that grief and loss and honoring them. Honoring whatever comes with that person. Ignorance, happiness, sadness, frustration, fear, regret. You're changed. We want to honor the past person and the current, giving yourself that grace. And the future, you will change again. There's always transition. Give yourself the grace to navigate those changes as they come and be kind to yourself. And I want to acknowledge this comment that people make about strength. They're like, wow, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you're so strong. And so many people say, I don't want to be strong. Or they don't view themselves as such. They just feel like they absolutely have no other choice. And I want you to take this on and say, okay, I see it. I don't need other people to say it. But I'm strong. I've got this backpack on and it's heavy and I am strong. It doesn't always feel that way. It weakens me at times and that makes me feel awful. But the fact that I can get up every day and carry it is strength. We don't want to have to be strong in this way. But acknowledging your own strength is so important. Give yourself some grace. I want to thank you so much for navigating this visualization with me. It's hard to be here. It's hard to show up in a space of grief and loss. I feel honored to have sat in the grief with you. Thank you so much for listening. And in case someone hasn't told you already today, you are amazing. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.